chewing me, Smalls. To infinity and beyond! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the What the What podcast. How you doing? I am your host, Eric Creech, and today, Kyle and Ashby have decided that they were on a break. They decided that they didn't really know much about today's topic, so they had me bring in one of my oldest, one of, uh, a really good friend of mine, Chad Casey. Chad, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, thank you. Glad to be here. A very, now, a very privileged. Now, Chad is someone that I've known Chad since I was like nine or ten years old. He's uh, got a few years on me. He's he's the older brother of a friend of mine from middle school, elementary school, high school. Um, but I've known him forever, uh, and he reached out to me on Facebook Messenger um, when we decided we were going to do an episode of Friends. Uh, Kyle and Ashby, they know nothing about the show. But this is our 90s season. We're doing a show on all 90s topic and topics, and they just said, hey, it would be weird if we didn't have a show about the one of the best shows of the 90s. So they said, hey, go find somebody. So we literally put out a, an all call on Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter. Hey, if you are interested in the show Friends, you want to be on the podcast, you feel like you have information and you want to share that with the world, reach out to us and Chad Casey sent me a message, and I'm like, okay, this is going to work. This is going to work. Um, how, are you, um, so how, how are you feeling about being on your first podcast? Uh, I'm a little it, nervous. Is, is this your first podcast? It is definitely the first podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, it's easy. You know, as we said off the air, just we're having a conversation. The fans, you know, they, they won't stalk you because, you know, they don't really know, you know, how to do that yet. So, um, so I wouldn't really worry about having a David Arquette style stalker like Phoebe did in season three. Exactly. But, um, let's just go with it. So we're excited. We're excited to have you, Chad, and we're thankful that you're on the show. And Chad will actually be joining us on our season finale of the nineties or the nine on nineties season when we do our nineties movie draft as well. Um, so, uh, check back in a couple of weeks. With that said, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever it is you get your podcast. And of course, you can rate and review us five stars only. We would ask for seven, but the ratings only go up to five. So give us those five stars, or we will be inclined to think that you are a hater. You can also follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at What the What Media. That is all one word. And you can find us on Twitter at WTW underscore media. Now, at the top of the show, I said that we were going to be talking about the TV show Friends. Now, it's been on since 1994. It's on Nick at Night. It's on HBO Max. It was on Netflix for a hot minute. But if you haven't seen the show Friends, what are you doing, first of all? Secondly, this is a spoiler warning. Go watch the show if you do not want to be spoiled because we will be talking about all plot points uh, episodes, uh, anything related to the show Friends, including you know their HBO reunion uh, special that aired a couple of months ago, possibly. So go check out those episodes of Friends before you uh, listen to the show if you don't want to be spoiled. So with that said, let's jump into the episode chat. Uh, what is your history with the show Friends? I, I, I One of the reasons I wanted to ask you is, um, you have a, I feel like you would have a different perspective on Friends because Friends aired um, when you were in your 20s. Is that correct? That's correct. And 
So you were around the same age as the main characters. Um, so what is your history with this show, and why is this show special to you? Well, for, for me, it was uh, back when I was in college and or, or kind of finishing up college, and it was just it was a kind of a peek into what uh, living in New York, uh, I'm about the same age group, would be like. And uh, being from Johnston County, born and raised, and has always lived here, it was uh, it was quite a fascination to get a peek at, at what um, living in New York would be like. And so I would always go over to my mom's house, and my mom and my brother Andrew and I would would all watch the show and you know, there's several shows on Thursday nights. Must must see T V. Must see T V. Yeah. Exactly. We were, you know, right in the middle of that and we would uh, have our pizza and, and watch Seinfeld and Friends and Frasier and whatever else was on and, and uh, it was just a, a great family bonding time too and, and you know, we certainly enjoyed getting together and, and watching it and it was just a great show to follow along with. There's a show you mentioned, Frasier. Man, I loved that show now. Oh, yeah. the, the intro. And baby, I hear the blues calling, toss salad and scrambled eggs. Love it. But we're not talking about Frasier, but yeah. Um, <laughs> so for me, um, my history with Friends starts with syndication because it aired in not, uh, originally aired in 1994 on NBC Must See TV, as you said, and I was eight years old at the time. Probably not the target audience for Friends, even if it was on at 8 o'clock on NBC. Um, so I ended up catching it. Uh, it would air every night on at 7 o'clock on what is now the CW. Right. Um, back in the day, it was like the WB Network. Um, right. And uh, it would air after The Simpsons. The Simpsons would have 6 o'clock and 6.30. And then Friends would come on at 7, and I think everybody loves Raymond at 7.30. Nice. Um, it's crazy just how that comes to mind immediately. So I was a big fan of The Simpsons. Probably, I probably also wasn't in their target audience either as an 8-year-old <laughs> yeah. um, when it first aired. Um, but, you know, cartoons, Bart Simpson, you know, whatever. Um, so I was watching The Simpsons, like, religiously as a kid. Um, and eventually, as I got older... I would stick around and watch the show that was on at seven, which was Friends, um, which I believe that started airing a few years after, um, you know, it uh, premiered, uh, you know, in real time. So probably after about season four, season five, it started going into syndication, usually after a hundred episodes. Right. And um, so I got sucked into watching that, you know, probably as a teenager, 13, 14 years old. And that eventually led to me buying the, Season DVDs, yes, of course. Um, because you know that was how you binge That's stuff you back did. in the day. You, yeah. you 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 know you had to go buy the DVDs at Walmart or wherever, um, and then that eventually led to me watching the new episodes live for the last two or three seasons. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was when I was fifteen or sixteen or seventeen years old for seasons eight, nine, and ten. And it's special to me because well. It, it highlighted the idea of friends who are family. Right. And uh, don't get me wrong. I love my parents. I love my family. Um, My family dynamic was really, um, really weird um, because we had, um, we had adopted my youngest two siblings whenever I was 11 and they, we have a nine, I have a nine and 11 year age difference with them. And for me at that time, when we adopted two kids, I kind of had to grow up at that point and stop being, Necessarily, my, I was still my parents' child, but I also was helping with these right, younger kids. You were kind kids, of a caregiver, yeah. In, in a sense. So, um, 
not that my parents didn't have time for me, but they were also focused on raising these two kids out of nowhere. Um, you know, that they were not expecting to do. So I found a lot of my solace in my friends, a lot of my family I found in friends, you know, not, not just the TV show, but my actual friends at the time. Mm -hmm. So when I watched the show and then you had these six people living in New York whose family dropped in from time to time, but they depended on each other. That really resonated with me. And the show also ended the year I graduated from high school in 2004. And I loved, you know, in my head, I loved what, you know, like the idea of symmetry right. between things that, um, you know, my, my high school year was, years were ending. End of an era. Friends was ending. It was the end of an era. Right, know? right. Um, so that was special to me at the time. Um, and um, from there, you know, I tried watching Joey. Bless Bless that show! Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, it, 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 I, I love Joey. Joe, I'm a spoiler alert. Joey's my favorite character, but but I, I just it, and they tried. They tried. They really did. Um, part of it, it was um, with the Joey spinoff. I don't feel like the writers that they had understood who Joey was as a character right. because for ten years you had uh, David Crane, Mark Hoffman, Kevin Bright, who were. Uh, the creators, the directors, the co-founders of, of the show, the producers of Friends, and I don't think any of them went to Joey. Right, no, it's completely So it's yeah. like, you know, they took special care of these characters, and then you handed it off to someone who loved, probably loved the character, but didn't understand exactly what the character was. Right. So, uh, you know, I've never seen all of Joey's run. I tried, you know, you still can't find it, I don't think. I don't um, think so, yeah. I've looked, I mean, because I know they had several episodes that didn't even air uh, when they canceled it. And I've tried finding DVDs. I've tried finding it on streaming just to, you know, see if it's different 20 years later. Yeah. And I still have not been able to find it. So, listeners, if you know where we can find episodes of Joey, let so us we know. can so we can be true completionists, please let us know. Um, so we would... Um, so we can finish that. So you mentioned your favorite character is Joey. Why Joey? Well, it, uh, honestly, and, and you mentioned earlier about uh, revisiting the series and everything. Um, G- my wife, Jen, had not seen all of the seasons. So we, you know, and, and luckily we're now new to streaming mm-hmm. uh, everything. So we binge watched all the seasons again. Uh, within the last year, and that was another reason why I reached out to you because it, now it gave me another perspective. Fresh in your mind, right? Yeah. Exactly. And so, honestly, at first, it, it, when I first watched it, Chandler was my favorite uh, because I identified with Chandler a lot. Yeah. At the time, especially because he was always the comedian, mm-hmm. always wanting to make sure everybody was feeling good, mm-hmm. and an often uh, self-deprecating way. Yes. And <laughs> you know, and then he you know went through his struggles and everything too. I went through a, a little period of struggles uh, as well, but um, then when I watched it again, it was like I didn't realize how Joey evolved from the first episode all the way through and how much of a caregiver he was oh, and yes. how much he wanted to make sure everybody was taken care of and they were looked after and, and you know, how how much love he had for Rachel and, mm-hmm. and, and everything else. And so it was just, it was... It was nice to see a different, see it in a different way. For sure, um, you mentioned that you watched it uh, over the past year, streaming it with your wife, uh, my now fiance. Um, we started watching it together. She had never seen the show either, mm-hmm. so that was one of the things we did when we first started dating uh, over uh, over a year ago. Was we watched Friends? We finished it in March, um, like a month and a half ago. Oh, nice. Um, 
and uh, it was really nice to revisit everything with a fresh pair of eyes who's never seen it before, too. Yeah. Um, you're absolutely right. Joey in episode one versus Joey in season 10, two, I mean, they're the same character, but right. it's a growth of personality, growth of characteristics, um, growth as a human being. And uh, I do think it, it fairly represents how we as people can grow from where we were in our early 20s to you where we are now. Yeah. Um, I was like you as well. And I, I, I still think Chandler is my favorite character. Oh, yeah. Because I identify with Chandler. I'm sarcastic. I self-depreciate with the humor. Um, I like to make sure everyone's laughing. You know, there was an episode where Monica says this person at work is the funniest guy she's ever met. And Chandler is like losing his mind. Like, has she? Does she not know me? Right. Like, yeah, we've been around each like, other for all these years. Yeah. Like, and it's like I identify with that. It's like if Ivy would say like this person's the funniest. Like, are you what? Are, yeah. you, are you serious? Yeah, you Wait, take what? offense to that. Yeah. Like, because uh, you know, I feel like funny is my thing. And, right. You know, Chandler feels like funny is his thing. Exactly. Um. So I, I really, I've always identified with Chandler, but Joey, um, for years was my favorite character. Yeah. Um, I liked his. How you doing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. catchphrase. Um, you know, I, I, I think part of me wanted to be like Joey. Yeah. Because he didn't lack for confidence. Right. You know, he went out there. He, whether he knew or not, where you know, if he was like the smartest character or not, I don't know if he was aware of his intelligence, but he didn't care about that. If he, if he was aware, he just went out and he did what he wanted to do. He right. lived a fairly carefree life. I mean, like there was an episode where. Um, like he was just sitting there and like, what, what have you done? He's like, well, I did the, you know, uh, I had like a bowl of cereal and then I, I you know, made some prank calls and <laughs> it's like, okay, I, I'd want to live like that. Right, that's that's yeah. great. You that know, just his, have his, no worries, yeah. you know, a true Hakuna Matata lifestyle. Exactly. And, um, so, <laughs> but I think over time, um, while I, I still love the Joey character, um, because I identified with Chandler so much, I think it led to me just really enjoying him more than anything. Yeah. Now, of the six, you've got Rachel, uh, Monica, Phoebe, Ross, Chandler, and Joey. Now, we know Chandler and Joey are among our favorites. You have a least favorite. Uh, yeah, and, and it really didn't come to light until watching it the second time around. Okay. Um, because again, you, you watch it not only with a fresh set of eyes in, in Jen, my wife, but also from a different perspective, you know, when you watch mm-hmm. it in your twenties, your interests are, are different yes. than when you're, you're almost, you're knocking on the door for 50, mm-hmm. um, sadly. Um, but, uh, you don't look at dude. Well, I, mean, I appreciate it. I you have this energy that's, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to know that. So. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. But, uh, but yeah, honestly, Monica. Uh, with, with a, a, a like a one and then one a Ross. So for some reason, the Gellers, the Gellers <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. It's like what is going on with the Gellers? But honestly, it was because to, to me, you know, and and I can identify partially with Monica because of her OCD. Mm-hmm. I have a, a healthy uh, amount of that. However, she let it basically control yes. everything. And, you know, she had such a great dynamic with all of her friends, and luckily they accepted her for who she was. Right. Uh, however, it was kind of like when you take her out, when you, like, focus on her, it's like, just hush. And, yes. And just kind of <laughs> relax and let them put a drink on the table without a coaster or yes. something, you know? And, 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 and so it... 
you kind of looked at it that way. And, and then, you know, from Ross's standpoint, you, you know, in your 20s, you're trying to date and everybody you can and do this, that, and the other. And, and so the concept of marriage is kind of far off or, or maybe far off. I don't know. Uh, it was sure was for me. But, um, you know, so you don't really think about it as much. But then when you rewatch it, like I have, and, and you realize it's like Ross really didn't, uh, appreciate the the sanctity of relationships no. and marriage, and then first of all, why would you screw up a relationship with Rachel? Yes, I mean, my goodness, I, I mean, mean you know, this is the woman you've been pining for since high school. Right. You've hit she a grand looks slam, like that, yes, right, and just run the bases and and you know enjoy your victory, right? Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yes. Um, oh, Ross. Um, we could do a show on Ross, probably. I. I it's really interesting. We, we've talked about the idea of watching it with fresh eyes and, you know, like in 2021, 22, um, as opposed to watching it when it first aired. And I think there's, there's so much about the show that I love. Um, but I do think there are some things about the show that are problematic in the era we live in now that wasn't as problematic 20, 25 years ago. Um, I think a character like Ross, parts of him would work if you were to reboot this show or try to redo this show, but there's other parts that wouldn't work. For example, you know, if you, if you ask a woman out now and she says, no, you better leave her alone at that point. Right. Your um, chance is done. You know? Yeah, you're done at that point. You know, but in the nineties it's like, well, I'm going to keep pursuing and pursuing right. and pursuing. And it's like. That wouldn't work now. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of toxicity in Ross and Monica, if we're being completely honest, um, that just, you know, when you rewatch it, you're thinking, man, uh, uh, that wouldn't fly today. Yeah. Um, with Ross, Ross is, he, um, I put Ross and or Rachel. Yeah. Um, because I, I, I agree with you on Monica in her, her tendencies to be overbearing and control overly controlling. And I even, you know, me and Ivy are in the middle of wedding planning now. And I looked her after we got engaged and I'm like, I really, you know, don't want you to have a Monica experience. Right. You know, as you know, when you're engaged or after we get married, I don't want you to have Monica's reaction. That's right. No longer a bride. (laughs) I'm just somebody's wife now. Right, right, yeah. (laughs) And I'm the happiest guy in the world. (laughs) Right, exactly. Um, (laughs) Because, I mean, that's like, I mean, you just got married. Be happy. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. I mean, um, I know that it's a a huge buildup to a wedding and everything, but at the same time, it's like, this is a transition to an even better better portion of your life, yeah. Um, And uh, when she was planning that wedding with Chandler, you know, the Chandler was like, well, what about this? And she's like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. No, we're not doing that. Yeah. No, we're not doing that. And then after the wedding, it's like, well, uh, did you do this? No. Did you do this? No. Well, what were you in charge of? I was in charge of the cameras, which Chandler lost. Right. Um, you know, but Bless his heart. Monica pretty much took over, you know, that um, all, all the aspects of the, the planning of the, the wedding and the engagement and stuff. And it's just, yeah, I, I want to be a little more hands-on than that. Oh, yeah. Um, but when it comes to Ross, um, there is, I cannot remember if, I don't know if you're familiar with this. I don't know if it was a meme or something where 
like the idea of like aliens were watching this show and one of them commented, why wouldn't Ross, the largest one, just simply eat the rest of the friends? (laughs) 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 And um, like I I look at Ross and like I I just – there are parts of him that I adore because he can be very um, endearing. Yeah. Um, But on the rewatch, I'm like, okay. (sighs) The relationship with Rachel – I mean, like you said, you hit a home run, dude. What What in the world? I mean, be happy she got a job. Right. Stop being so jealous. Um, stop being overly controlling. Um, because that, that his fear was, I, I don't want to lose what I lost, what the best thing I had. And then by doing, by acting out in the way he acted out, he ended up losing. Right. You know, like he was the downfall of his biggest fear. I mean, so um, the way he was in relationships. Um, I, I don't think I can ever forget forget or forgive the time he made a move on his cousin. Yeah. I know it was Denise Richards, but still. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's a line. There's man. a line there. I don't care if it's Denise Richards. And it's really not that thin. I mean, it's a pretty thick it's line. It's a pretty thick line. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I just, Ross, on rewatch, I, I still adore all the characters, but Ross would probably have to be my least favorite. I didn't appreciate some of Rachel in some instances. Um she was very spoiled in some parts oh, and yeah. um, very um, like self-centered. Um, when Ross made that list, like he was listing some things and spoiled, self-centered. I'm like, oh yeah. Well, that, you know, it's it's true, but you don't want the, those pointed out necessarily. You don't want your biggest character flaws pointed out to you as a reason not to date you. But right. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. Well, a lot of those too were early. Yes. And you know, like we we gave a lot of credit to Joey for his evolution mm-hmm. throughout the show. We have to give Monica a lot of credit. I mean, I'm sorry, not Monica, Rachel. Rachel, yes, a lot of credit. She grew as, as well, well absolutely. Because, I mean, you know, from the very first episode, she comes into the coffee shop mm-hmm. in know, her wedding dress, right? In her wedding dress, and and I just want a million dollars. That's my favorite, one of my favorite yes. Chandler uh, uh, lines. But you know, she she evolved a lot as well, and, and in a good way. Absolutely. Um, that first episode, she's like, you know, like Daddy, it's like I've been told all my life, you're a shoe. Yeah. You're a shoe. Well, maybe I don't want to be a shoe. shoe. What if I want to be a hat or a purse? No, I don't want a hat. It's a metaphor. Right. It's a metaphor, Daddy. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. But Rachel did grow into this uh, businesswoman uh, in fashion. I mean, just her her character arc was incredible. Um, We haven't talked about Phoebe. Before we get down to some of the other things we have listed on our script, what were your thoughts on Phoebe? I I feel like, honestly, and and this is... um, I think really true in real life that you need your circle of friends that become family, mm-hmm. which is which is a great opportunity if you're ever uh, fortunate enough to experience that. Yes. I feel like you need a person in every one of those categories that checks off each one of those boxes. Okay, yes. we need the funny guy. We need the pretty girl. We need this, that. We need to protect her. Right, yes. right. And so you also need, the person that just kind of goes with the flow, just yep. kind of along with the uh, uh, the ride, uh, you know, a breeze in the wind or mm-hmm. whatever you want to say. And to me, that was Phoebe. Yeah. Uh, and yes. and she provided a, a lot of, um, you know, support for her uh, group of friends. And, and mm-hmm. she was always trying to, you know, at least make everyone happy and everything too. But she certainly marched to the beat of her own drum. Oh, absolutely. All the time and never apologized for it, which is great. One of the things I loved about Phoebe was she was not afraid to call the other friends on their crap. Right. Like there was an episode where 
she was talking. Uh, it was the episode where Heckles died, right? And Ross was talking about evolution or something, and Phoebe's like, "Yeah." And Ross's like, "You don't believe in evolution?" And she's like, "Well, it just seemed too easy for me." And yeah. Ross wouldn't let it go. And Phoebe's like, "Yeah." She called him. I was like, "Why? Why do you care so much? Like, can, you know, can you open up your mind to the possibility that you might be wrong on this?" Right. Um, whenever Phoebe thought her mom was a cat. Yeah, you know, I thought like all the friends did a pretty good job of trying to support her, even though it seemed a little ridiculous. They didn't right. really agree, but the, and you know Ross, but Ross wouldn't let it go. And right. Phoebe's always calling Ross. Maybe it's just Ross that she's calling. Yeah, uh, on this crap. And I think well, it, but, you know, Ross, to me, Ross and and Monica being brother and sister, mm-hmm. they did a really good job making sure their character traits kind of aligned. Yes. really well in the fact that Ross may not have had the OCD like like Monica did. But he also was very firm. He wanted to be right. right. He, he wanted to be right. Yes. Exactly. And so I think, honestly, now, if you were to watch the show now, a lot of it, a lot of the things that they deal with still transfer to today's issues. Yes. Because to me, and, and I, you know, I'm certainly not going to go down the road that you might think I'm going to go down, right. but you, you have certain people or certain groups that feel like, their opinion is the only opinion. Yes. And, and, and so that kind of resembles what Ross is like. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, to me, we, we all should be like Phoebe. Yes. And say, you know what? It might not be that. Yeah. And, but, and I need to respect that you know it might not be that, and other people might think differently. Phoebe represents the idea of listening to understand but, and not listening to be right, right, but also representing, sure, that might work for you, but this works for me, right? You know, and um, Phoebe. And, this is a, and if I, if I can just interject this one little yes. comment, and this is a, a shameless plug for the show Ted Lasso. Yes, um, <laughs> which is what we, we just discovered that uh, a few months ago, or whatever, and and we've already watched it twice all the way through. Um, one of my favorite quotes for him is "Be curious, mm-hmm. not judgmental." Yes, and I, I feel like, and honestly, I replayed that at least once That's or twice. A every fantastic day. line. Yeah. It really oh my is. goodness! That, so I have not seen all of Ted Lasso. I've saw the first episode, and I've seen one scene. I believe it was at the end of season one with the darts. Right, that is the greatest episode that, portion that, of that. show. That is right a there. fantastic scene. I don't know anything about the show, but that story, that monologue he tells about his father. And, oh yeah. Um, not to go. I did not expect us to go on a Ted Lasso ta- a tangent here. Sorry, <laughs> that, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yes, but I, it is a shameless plug for it. Watch it, and you know, I, this is one of my top five favorite shows wow. already. That's awesome. Um, Phoebe was great. Um, I loved yeah. Phoebe's growth as a character as well. Um, but like you said, she marched to the beat of her own drum. I love that she was able to find happiness in the end. Oh yeah, because. It, for for all the characters, you would have thought, you know, if they weren't going to put anyone, to, you know, with someone at the end, it would have been Phoebe because right. she was so independent and, as she says, floopy. Yeah. Um, or no, that was her mom, floopy or whatever. Right, right. Um, but just, you know, she literally did what she felt like she wanted to do. Um, and it's what we loved about her. But the fact that she was able to find, um, when I say find happiness, I don't necessarily need to mean to indicate that you have to find someone to be happy. But it was something that she yearned for. Like she was always off the beaten path, but she had such a, a rough childhood. Um, she was homeless for a while. Her mom took her her life. Her sister and her were estranged. I think Phoebe was looking for a bit of normal, right? Yeah, you know, and that, and so when she found that bit of normal, 
that was happiness for her because she had already gone off the beaten path so much. Um, partly because of how, you know, that's just how she was, but it wasn't a choice for her in a lot of ways. Yeah. So when she found her group of friends, that was her family. Right. And then she was able to find a new normal with an actual nuclear family, family of her own. Yeah. Um, so and, and each one of the guys that she dated throughout the, the um, series to me, you rooted for them. Oh, absolutely. Because they were all great guys. Yeah. And so it was great that, that she was able to evolve mm-hmm. like that as well. And, and and because it was like certain ones with everybody else, it's kind of like, oh, I can't stand her or mm-hmm. I can't stand him or whatever. They're not good together. Or you whatever. rarely saw that with Phoebe's. Yeah. Um, I think the psychiatrist guy in the first season yeah, might have yeah. been the one exception. Yeah. And Alec Baldwin's character was very annoying whenever he he was well, on, yeah. but yeah. but he was still a good guy. He was just right. very optimistic, right? Yeah, bless his heart. But um, but you're right. I've never thought of that before. All the guys she dated, you know, those relationships ended for different reasons, right? But they were all good, healthy relationships. Yeah, and a lot of times those reasons were beyond either one of them's control. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like one of them decided to end the relationship. Yeah. It was either a research in Minsk or something yep. like yes, that. Yes, all Minsk. Poor. Oh. Poor David. Yeah. Poor David. Um, speaking of recurring characters, um, do you have a favorite recurring? This this show has been on for 10, or was on for 10 years. You had characters who appeared in multiple episodes across multiple seasons. Um, David being one of those who showed up in season one um, as just a random guy that she was going to take to a New Year's party um, after they made a pact not to take people to you know dates to a New Year's party, right? Um, and then he ends up showing up in season seven, and then again in season nine. Um, do you have a favorite recurring character? Um, would it be David, or would it be somebody else? Uh, actually, it, I kind of went off the the beaten path with this one, um, and I'm not sure exactly what his technical name his his um, role's name was, but it was Bruce Willis. Oh, yeah. Only um, because he played two roles. I mean, mm-hmm. he was Elizabeth's dad, so he had interactions with Ross, but he also dated Rachel. Trying to think of his character. So Mr. Stevens was, um, his last name was Stevens, Paul. 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 That's right. That's yeah, right. Paul That's Stevens, right. yes. Uh, so the great thing about, uh, did you know the story about how Bruce Willis got on the show? No. Okay, so Bruce Willis was in a movie with Matthew Perry, who played Chandler. Right. Uh, they were in the whole nine yards. And... Bruce Willis was like, this movie's never gonna, it's not gonna do well at the box office. And Matthew Perry's like, I think it's gonna do great. And Bruce's like, no. And Matthew's like, if it debuts at number one, you need to come and do friends. You're gonna come and do friends. Like, yeah. We're gonna make a bet. You come and do friends um, for free, yeah. basically. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, you're gonna come and guest star on Friends if this movie debuts number one. Since you're, you know, so sure it's not gonna happen. Right. Well, the movie debuted at number one. And Bruce Willis appeared on Friends, donated his salary to charity. Oh, wow. Um, and appeared in, I think, three or four episodes uh, at the end of season six. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how Bruce Willis got on Friends. That's was, fantastic. Um, yeah, you so, learn something every day, even absolutely. if you think you know a little bit yes. more. But, you know, but that's awesome. Um, and I thought he did a fantastic uh, job, at, both as the, the dad. Yeah. You know, uh, I prefer Lizzie's dates to call me Mr. Stevens. Right, right. <laughs> um, and then as Rachel's, you know, love interest. Right. Um, there was a lot of a uh, lot, lot of good comedy there. Uh, Bruce Willis is a very underrated comedic actor. Yeah, um, because he's been in so many um, action films, 
And um, with the recent news of his uh, diagnosis of, um, I cannot remember what it was, but I know he's retired from acting, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do send out our well wishes to him. Definitely. Um, but he was he was fantastic. Yeah. He was fantastic. And I liked, and, I liked the fact that, like you said, he's normally a, a, um, an action character, and it was nice for him to, to see his comedic side and his comedic timing. Uh, to me, that's always, I mean, it's, it's great to have things that you can say or do, but if you interject it at the right time, that, yes. that's, that's the biggest thing to me, and, and he had great timing. So if you heard anything in the background there, folks, Kyle just came in, brought me some Starbucks, and just left. Um, yeah, it's good to have service like that. Well, you know? hey, well, <laughs> I, and I won the winning lottery tickets. <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, why not? You know? Why not? Um, How do you feel about Janice? Uh, Janice was actually uh, one of my favorites as well. and She was my favorite... Um, you said, let's see. Hold on, just a I'm re- looking through my notes. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, OCD, I've got to have my notes. Um, my favorite re- recurring character was Janice uh, because, and, and this is kind of, and I'm kind of going out in left field on this one, but because, you know, now that we know Chandler had some issues in his real life, mm-hmm. uh, addiction issues, things like that, and, and we also saw it during the filming of uh, yes. a couple of episodes, or a couple of seasons, actually. Yes. But to me, it kind of symbolized his uh, dependence on Janice, on the fact that, mm-hmm. there was, that Janice was always a safety net. Yes. Always there. A fallback. Right, all, a fallback. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's why I loved her, because, and she knew that, and she knew that she could play on that at all times. And... Uh, just her laugh was fantastic too, because everybody always wanted, you know. Oh, oh my God, God. <laughs> Chandler Bing! <laughs> Hello, Chandler Bing! I can't yeah. do. I can't do it anymore. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I used to hate Janice. Yeah. She was so annoying, but now I, I love her. To, um, to watch it again, to yes, watch it again. I, I love her. Yeah. She is one of the very few characters who wasn't part of the main cast who appeared. In some form or fashion, in every season. Yeah, the only season she didn't physically appear in, but she had a voice cameo, was season six. Mm-hmm. Um, and that voice cameo was when she was on a mixtape that Chandler gave to Monica for Valentine's Day. That's right. Yeah, That's I made right. you a mixtape, and it was actually from Janice to Chandler. Yeah. I love you every night, Chandler Bing. <laughs> That's why I made you this tape. Happy birthday, love, Janice. <laughs> That's um, awesome. I also have to give a shout out to um, James Michael Tyler, who played Gunther. Yes. Gunther. Yes. Um, he passed away recently. Yes. Um, so RIP to him. But he uh, he never played a major role in the story, with one exception. He was the, the re- well, not, not the reason. Um, he was the person who let it slip to Rachel that Ross had slept with the copy girl. Yes. That's the only time he's ever really played a major role in any storyline in Friends. I know he gave Joey a job working uh, at the coffee shop one time. Right. Very um, short-lived, yeah. But other than that, he's just there in the background doing his thing, um, pining for Rachel's yes. love and affection. Yes. Um and that's probably why he probably enjoyed uh, giving that detail yes. of uh, oh, the copy yes. girl to, to Rachel. Oh, I'm sorry. Was I not supposed to? <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, I love giving this little bits of information. Do you know how James Michael Tyler got on the show, Friends? I do not. Okay, so he was an extra, um, you know, working you know, in the background, extras uh, in the background of Friends, had no lines. He stayed on because he was the only person who knew how to work the espresso machine. Nice. 
and so that perfect. Yeah. And that led to him being on all ten seasons of Friends. And that that was his not not his natural hair. He had to dye his hair yep. for that those ten years. Yes. Yeah. I did so, know that. Yeah. Yes. So. Folks, if you're trying to make it big in the acting industry, make sure you have all your skills updated because this guy was a nobody, and because he knew how to work the espresso machine, he ended up on the greatest sitcom of all time uh, for 10 years. Exactly. Just because he knew how to work the coffee machine. Right. So, um, you mentioned Bruce Willis as one of your favorite guest stars. Um, I put Brad Pitt. Nice, yeah. Uh, you know, as a one-off guest star, uh, a.k.a. Will Colbert the founder of the I Hate Rachel Green Club. <laughs> That's right. Um, and he's on there for, I love the the meta-ness of, here's this mainly film actor, Brad mm-hmm. Pitt, who's married to the, one of the main characters, Jennifer Aniston, but her character actually hates, or no, his character actually hates his wife. Yeah. You know, like this. It was know, a nice dynamic. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I felt like that was just a really good episode. And, um, the uh, Phoebe trying to just hug him or touch him the whole time. Yeah. Um, and then his look to Ross, like, wait, you got her pregnant? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly. So, um, did you um did you have was Bruce Willis your answer for favorite guest star? Was was that the yes? Bruce okay. Willis, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Do you have a favorite couple from the show? Uh, long term, I've got two, and, and it seems like I've got two for every question that we've had. But it's um, okay, I do too. So, but uh, as far as long term, Chandler and Monica, uh, obviously, because they just they kind of went through everything and mm-hmm. uh, and everyone, and yes. uh, you know, finally ended up in, in what I would would think would be the correct way. I mean, that, that they should have been together. Absolutely, you know? I, I do love that um, they were friends and. I don't know if this was planned. Um, I well, no, well, yeah, I don't know if this was planned. But at the beginning of season four, when they're at the beach, and it might have been actually at the end of season three, beginning of season four, but um, Chandler's like, "I'm the last guy on Earth. Would you go out with me?" Yeah. And Monica's like, eh. "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And then at the end of season four, they end up together, right? And um, you know, it's something they didn't plan on. Uh, as friends, you know, ending up together, but it was literally they were right there, you know, in front of each other the entire time. Yeah. Now, in subsequent seasons, you find that Monica had a crush on Chandler originally. Whenever he came to visit for the first time, you could tell she was smitten with him. Yeah. Until he made his crack about, you know, I don't want to hang out with your fat sister. Right. Bad on you, Chandler. Right. Bad boy, Chandler. Don't you do that. Yes. Um, and then we find out she accidentally cut off his toe. Um, you know, the, the next the Thanksgiving. Vice, uh, yes. attire was yes. great. Yes. Seagull's haircut. Well, yeah. of, of course it went right through a shoe. They're made of wicker. <laughs> made of wicker, that's right. <laughs> um, but I do love that relationship. It, my, I put that on there as well. They went through a lot as a couple. Um, you know, they, they dated for a year. They got engaged. Um, they got married. Um, and then as a couple, they went through... Job changes. Right. Um, Chandler, you know, had, got transferred to another state. Mm-hmm. The Sooner State. Right. <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> you know, and so he was out of state. They had to juggle that mm-hmm. where they weren't living, in, you know, in the same area because she was going to move with him. And then she got off for a better up. job. Right. Um, and so they tried to make that work. And then he was unemployed, mm-hmm. you know, trying to find a new career. Um, so she had to support him. Uh, he found that new career in advertising, uh, 
Was it uh, bagels and donuts? Round food for every mood. <laughs> for every mood. One of my favorite lines from him. Oh, yeah. Um, they were trying to have children. They had fertility issues. Um, they went through adoption. Um, they went through, I mean, they they were like the really the, I know they were like, they were the couple that, um, I'm trying to think of the best way. They went through a lot of stuff as a couple. They were like a real life couple in the sense that they went through a lot of issues. They were like the avatar for real life issues right. on the show. Yeah. And it's still, every time I see Chandler talk, tell Monica, we got the call from so-and-so and you know, he said we can keep trying, but there's a good chance this may never happen for us. And yeah. just the heartbreak in that scene still gets me oh, yeah. every time I see it. Um, but I really love that, that couple. They're my favorite couple as well, just because they represent not only the highs of what a relationship looks like, the happiness, but also some of the things you have to go through as a couple. Right. Uh, do, what was your other couple? You said you had two. Uh, my other couple short term was Chandler and Kathy. Kathy, yeah. Because honestly, I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, I had a big crush on Kathy because I thought she and Chandler were perfect for each other. Even though, obviously, you know, um, she was with Joey, mm-hmm. uh, it was just so clear cut that they were better matched for each other. The and, Velveteen and Rabbit. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, too bad that uh, Joey, well, no, it's Chandler. It's Chandler's fault, but, you know, Joey's like, you know, you know, when they have heat on stage, yeah, then you know they're not together. But when the chemistry's gone, right, then that means they're doing it off stage. Off stage, yeah. yeah. And um, Chandler is like goes to this place, like, okay, they had heat the other night. Now they have no heat. Right, <laughs> there's no heat at all. Right, right. <laughs> and he did that gets in his head. Yeah. And then, well, she wasn't sleeping with him. Yeah. She is now. <laughs> right, she is now. That's right. Um, and Joey's defense like, whoa, 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 that was just a theory. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of theories that didn't pan out. Right. He's like, lone gunman. <laughs> yeah. Geometry. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, but then also his explanation. Y'all seen me on stage. Have I, have I ever had chemistry with any girl I've ever worked with? Right. No. Because I was sleeping <laughs> with him, yeah, in real life. Uh, that was a good couple, though. and that, But that was also... I think one of the last relationships before he got with Monica. Right, that yeah. happened in season four. Yeah. Um, and one of the things, I actually alluded to it at the very beginning of the episode, where uh, Monica's seven, seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Monica was teaching Chandler, right. you, know, you know, how to... He had I mean, a peek behind the curtain. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so whenever they got together, he knew what... Because right. he learned from her already. Right. So the seven steps. The yeah. seven steps, right. yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, shout out to Mike and Phoebe who made it work. Oh, yes. Um, yes. Love Mike and Phoebe. Yes. Um, and, of course, we, we'd we be remiss without mentioning Ross and Rachel. Um, oh, yeah. Not necessarily a favorite couple, but I am glad they ended up together. Um, I felt like the show had to end up with them together since oh, yeah. it was about them at so for so long. Right. Um, but, yeah. Favorite storyline in the show? Do you, do you have a favorite storyline? And to me, it, it I had it, but it was it didn't develop until later, and it was still not really um, one that was heavily written about. I guess you could say would be Joey and, and Rachel's unrequited love. So, and okay, so let me ask you this: because a lot of people who are friends of the show, I, I feel like there's a they're they're torn. Some people were like, Ross and Rachel should never have been messed with. It should have never, Ross, Rachel and Joey should have never been a thing. Yeah. Because it was Ross and Rachel. Yeah. 
And some people are like, no, Rachel should have ended up with Joey. Yeah. Because that was a healthy relationship. Yeah. Where, where do you, do you fall on that side of the line where you think Rachel and Joey, that was a relationship that should have kept going? I, I feel like, honestly, I would love to have seen it go a little bit farther, at least. I'm not saying that that was the ideal end result that should have happened mm-hmm. because, again, you know, um, it, sh- it should have been Ross and Rachel. I mean, right. because they went through so much trials and tribulations and stuff. But I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of Joey and Rachel because Joey deserved it, in right. my opinion. Yes, I mean, it, oh, it, I agree it, with it, that. All that all that what he put forth in it. And and in just the, the happiness of all of his friends. I mean, mm-hmm. he stepped aside with Kathy. He yep. stepped aside with, with almost everyone. He always he, put his friends first. Right. And then you finally see a point where, and you, you could literally see it in his face, that he was, that, that Rachel was who he wanted to be with. Mm-hmm. And then he realized, hey, this is not supposed to be. Wow. And and that, to, to, to me, for him, and that's what boosted me into his faith, for me being... Uh, Joey being my favorite character mm-hmm. uh, was now looking back, watching it the second time, and realizing all of that uh, as the seasons progressed. You know, that's a really good way to look at it. Um, like I said, people are torn. Um, friend, friend, fans of the show, I, I hear both opinions equally. That, oh yeah. Uh, a lot of people think that whenever Joey and Rachel got together, that was a sign that the writers were out of ideas. Yeah. Um, but others like, no, that was a sign of growth. These were people who, similar to Monica and Chandler, who were friends for a long time and realized their feelings for each other over time. Right. But just weren't able to make it work because of life circumstances. Right. Um, I think their relationship was very sweet. I think they, if they had more time, because the last season was only 18 episodes long. It's normally 24 or 25. Um, but their relationship only lasted for about three or four episodes. Yeah. Um, part of that, I b- believe, is because they were running out of time and they had to get to a point Wrap where, it up kind where of thing, things yeah. were in place where they wanted to end things. Yeah. And I do feel like they rushed it. Um, yeah. I, you know, I felt like if they had had another six episodes, they could have gotten, they could have stuck the landing. They stuck the landing really well. Oh yeah, nine point seven, nine point eight. I think yeah. they could have gotten ten point oh if they had had five more episodes. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, all their all the actors, Jennifer Aniston especially, was at the time one of the top five actresses in the world. I mean, she was making movies left and right at that point. Yeah. So we were just fortunate to get her back for eighteen episodes. That's right. But um, I agree. I agree. That's that's a really good storyline. Um, I really enjoyed the story of Monica and Chandler hiding their relationship. Yeah, you know, early on, and they did it for a good half a season. Yeah, um, Joey found out kind of early on, and then Rachel found out a little bit, and then finally Phoebe gets. And um, but the idea of them hiding their relationship and doing the episode where they're in the bathtub, the episode starts in the oh, bathtub, yes, yes. and Joey's knocking on, "I'm coming in." Yeah. First of all. Um, I, I've lived with several roommates over the years and none of my roommates would ever come into my bathroom like that. I'm sorry. I, I don't oh, care yeah. how close we are. You stay out of my bathroom when I'm, right. when I'm in there. Exactly. But Chan, Chandler Joey, different, whatever. Yeah. He's like, Hey, I'm going to go get some chicken, <laughs> you know, or yeah, no. Yeah. Chandler's like, how's your date? He's like, Oh, my date threw up. <laughs> and Joey's just standing there and Monica's <laughs> holding her breath under oh, the water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very impressive feet, by the way. And then yeah. she comes up and he's like, I'm so sorry. He wouldn't leave. He kept talking about chicken. And she's like, chicken. I could go for some chicken. I go for some chicken. <laughs> hey, Joe, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let me get a two piece uh, and a, and a Coke. <laughs> Diet Coke. 
Coke. Diet Coke. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, when everyone switched apartments yeah. um, for a good, I think it was about six or seven episodes in season four. Um, that was a fun little story. Monica getting the boys' apartment spruced up because she's always the hostess. Oh, yes. Um, Chandler and uh, Joey finding free porn on their TV and Monica. Yes. I mean, just that was really funny to me. And then also at the same time, a parallel to that, Phoebe carrying her brother's triplets mm-hmm. was a, was a good uh, was one of my favorite stories as well. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, just the, uh, the watching her freak people out with, Oh no! None of them are the father. But the father is my brother. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. That whole every time there was so many opportunities to to make a cringe worthy joke. And Rachel's you know. Rach, like, I'm going to miss you freaking people out. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Which apartment? There's a lot of great apartments on this show. Oh yeah. yeah. Which apartment would you rather live in? Um, Monica and Rachel's. Why? And and here's I mean honestly the the cleanliness of it obviously I mean you're 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 walking into a pristine. Uh, apartment, but the the clincher for me was their outside space. The, oh the yes, deck the, the, with the, 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 the large the patio. So, yep. Yeah, yeah. But the downfall of that one was the view of ugly naked guys. Yes, <laughs> I mean, so you would have to kind of try to balance that. But but to me, I, that's why I like that apartment. I mean, obviously, you want to pick other apartments. And Jen, when when I was reading the script and everything to Jen, she was like, "Well, why didn't you uh, think about Ross's apartment?" And I'm like, you know, I never really entered my yes. mind. So, but, but Ross's apartment would be would have been a cool one. Place that's too. exactly what I so I put Ross's apartment, aka Ugly Naked Guy's apartment, right? It's right. criminally underrated. It is. It really is. And, and part of the reason it. I don't, I mean, because like they say in that episode where Ross moves over there, your eye immediately goes to the big naked guy. Right. <laughs> you never yeah. notice how good of a place he has. Right. Yeah. Um. I know a lot of people. I understand why people would say Monica's uh, apartment because it is the nicer apartment of the two main apartments. Right. Um. So uh, about a month ago. Excuse me. Me and Ivy went to Washington D.C. and they had a friends exhibit there. Awesome. Um, and they had all the sets. Yeah. And that's the main reason we went to D.C. I'd never been to D.C. in my life, other than to fly out of the airport. And but when they, they said this was coming to D.C., I was like, "Y'all, you want to go to D.C.? We can go check out some other museums and stuff." But this yeah. is coming. Oh yeah. You know. So we went and checked it out. And Monk's apartment's very comfortable, very cozy. Uh, the recliners, the the bar loungers in Joey and Chandler's apartment are. Very comfortable, though. Oh, of course. Very comfortable. Yeah. Um, but I understand why Mo- people would say Monica's apartment. We are sleeping on Ross's place, so I think it is very cool. Yeah. Here's a place that I didn't even think about until late last night. Phoebe's place, when yeah. especially whenever the, it, it burns down or whatever, or the, yeah. you know, it catches on fire. Yeah. And they replace the the two bedrooms with one. Right. And then they mentioned they have All a right. They mentioned they have a skylight in there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. Right. Yeah. Nice little skylight. Right. <laughs> you know, I hate for the fire to, to create that. Create that, that but issue, you have a super large bedroom now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just that's, saying. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, you did bring up the Barca lounges, but that that episode where they they spent the whole episode in their chairs. It's was a fantastic. classic episode, it and really they, they talk about on the reunion where Matthew Perry was like, "This episode's." Gonna be so boring, and Joey's like, "No, it's fantastic. It's fantastic because yeah. the, the the humor is in the fact that we're not moving." Oh yeah, and then when Rachel came in, she said, well, "I'm taking off my top or whatever." And then Joey's got that like a dental mirror <laughs> uh-huh. or something like, like, like a fork no, or something. She's yeah. not. She's, she's lying. not. <laughs> I love. They're like, "Okay, we got the food ordered. We never have to leave." Yeah, and they're like, what about the bathroom? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And was like. I'll cancel, well, the, I'll cancel sodas. the sodas. <laughs> and when he's calling, he's like, "Hey, when you bring the food, ring nineteen, right? Not, not 20. twenty. 
Ring Geller Green. They'll let you in. If you ring us, there's no tip, no for, tip you. for you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Great episode. Great oh, episode. Yeah. Um, Joey and Chandler's Place loses points because Joey cut half the, one of the doors in half. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know. Rookie mistake in the woodworking world. Yes, I was going to say, you're, uh, you, right. you do a lot of woodworking yes, uh, as, yeah. as a hobby. Yeah. Um, how, how did you feel about Joey's fine Italian craftsmanship? I, I did appreciate it. I really did. He he did a great job. Obviously, the the uh, proportions uh, were not conducive to their apartment, but um, yeah, at least he was able to prove the robbers uh, true when he was able to it's climb the, in. It's a, it's a grown man. And uh, I did ask when we went to the set if because they had you know that um, that entertainment system yeah. or, um, unit there. If I could try to fit in, they told me I couldn't do it. Yeah, um, it was worth a try. I, well, I, I, was gonna, I was gonna offer like, "Hey, I'll try to get in there. You can try to." They had the hockey stick hockey in the stick little ready thing. Ready to go? Yeah. Um, Hugsy was chilling on one of the things. Nice. I mean, it was great. Um, they're like, "No, we we can't allow you to do that." I'm yeah. Like, okay. Well, fine. I tried. I it tried. was worth a shot. I mean, yeah. you have to ask. You do have to ask. Because my you know, my question is, how many people ask? Because right, exactly. I feel like. Like I feel like only I would think of something like that, but then again, if you're going to a friends exhibit, you're probably as big of a fan right. of the show. There's probably more people like me out there who would ask. So I wonder oh, exactly. how many times they get asked that question. You know, can we fit actually fit a grown man in there? Oh yeah, because the thing is, it's like, and this is something I try to live by a little bit more lately. Is if you never ask. The answer is always, always going to be no. no. Yeah. The worst thing they can say is no. Right. And then you're in the exact same spot you were. Right. When and you then began. when you get home and your buddies and your family, what did you, you know, how did you do this? Did you ask where it's like, yeah, yeah I, I asked. asked. They I said asked. no. Yeah. But, you know, hey, at least I asked. So one of the great things about friends is they had a tradition every year where they would usually have a Thanksgiving episode. Um, it's one of their trademarks, in my opinion. Oh yeah. Um, they they technically had nine Thanksgiving episodes. Season two had one that was kind of a tie into Thanksgiving with the mocklet. Oh they yeah. They want to make mocklet the Thanksgiving chocolate or whatever Thanksgiving oh, yeah. dessert. Oh. Um, you know. And you, me being a big fan of chocolate, I just could not. I, I could barely. I love the way it that. bubbles up like right. that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The way it crumbles. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> um. How much mocklet did you have? Some. Okay, well then you're you're probably you're good. Probably good. Yeah. You're probably good. <laughs> so, but we won't count that. Um, but there were a lot of really good. Like I felt like they put their best foot forward mo- um, on most of their Thanksgiving episodes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So instead of saying best Thanksgiving episode, you can't just narrow it down to one. So. I said top three, and yeah. here's the funny thing: on my <laughs> list, I actually have four. So oh, nice, <laughs> so, nice. Uh, so, what are your top three Thanksgiving episodes? Um, my number one would be the one with Chandler in a box. Chandler in a box. Yeah, yes. yeah. And and again, that's because you know I, I love Kathy as much as I did, but it was just also a great episode in the fact that it showed you know just such a dedicated friendship. And again, it was Joey saying, you know what, they yeah, real the realization that that um, Chandler and Kathy were probably more compatible than than he was with her and um but just the whole box thing and then you know seeing kathy come in and um you know tell chandler goodbye through the box and chandler's putting his index finger through yes and then the the little bye-bye all that breaks your heart oh Oh, my goodness and then joey finally said well you did a lot of good thinking in there whatever he (laughs) said yeah yeah that was uh that was was some real good thinking yeah yeah that was some real good thinking (laughs) But that was my that was definitely my number one. Um, let's see the my number two would have been the um, one where they played football uh, because it was just 
it was a neat kind of almost a, a family type tradition uh, that you know a lot of times when when you go over for holidays and you don't really have a whole lot to do and and you know you're you're whoever's cooking doesn't really want you to be in the no. kitchen so it's like you know y'all go out and do something watch football or play football or whatever and it was just great that you know none of them were really tremendously athletic uh, obviously uh joey was a little bit more athletic but then you know obviously monica was super competitive with everything you everything. know and they were trying to trying to impress that uh russian model or whoever whatever um, whatever she was, I think but, she was Dutch. Okay, Dutch. she was from she I'm was sorry. from the Netherlands, right? And right. Joey's like, okay, he's joking, right? right. Neverland's a place in Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> God bless him. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, so that was that was certainly my second one. Um, I, I will say, you know, just you know, when they were like, yeah, let's go throw some football, and then Ross like, we can't play football. Yeah, why did your parents, you know, tell you can't? Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we can't. Exactly. Yeah. How about we bunny up? Right. What? Bunny. Bunny. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like oh. Wow. And then poor Rachel. Yeah. And now I pick you. You don't pick me. You're stuck, stuck with me. Stuck with me. Yeah. And she was back in the back corner yeah, of the every end time. zone. And yeah. Why don't you just stay there? Right. Yeah. Just just go ahead and stay there. Yeah. That was great. And then I, I, I can't. I have to mention the third one was um, with Rachel's trifle. The one where Ross got high. Yeah, one where yes. Ross got high. Yep, exactly. Oh, that that episode. So, um, real quick, um, shout out to um, the one with Chandler Box for Monica's great quote because she was she had ice in her eye in right, that episode, and she right. went to go see her eye doctor. Yeah, which was Richard. And, you know, she's like, I can't go see, you know, Richard whenever, um, I can't go see him when I don't have a boyfriend. Yeah. And Chandler's, Chandler's like, wow, he has really high standards for his patients. Yeah, yeah. Well, his son was actually the on-call doctor. Rich, you know, Richard was in there. So she's starting to, you know, go and she uh, she gets, you know, this vibe from Richard's son. Yeah. Timothy Burke. Yeah. So she invites him to Thanksgiving and Ross, everyone's making jokes and Monica's like, Fine. Judge all you want, but points to Ross. Yeah. Married a lesbian, points to Rachel. Left a man at the altar, points to Phoebe. Fell in love with a gay ice dancer, points to Joey. Threw a girl's wooden leg in the fire, and points to Chandler. Lives in a box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Oh. Um. So my favorite one is the one where Ross got high. Yeah. Um. That's season six. Uh, that is with the trifle. Um. Some of the best episodes are ones where they're. Only in one location. Yeah, uh, they're called bottled episodes or bottle bottle episodes, not bottled bottle episodes, because they're in one area. Mm-hmm. They usually shoot these to save uh, to save time on uh, budget because they don't have to worry about all the other sets. They can focus on one or two sets, and that's it. Right. Um, so this is one of those episodes where there's a couple of scenes in Joey's apartment. But they're mainly in you know Ross and. Chandler's apartment at that point. Ross and Rachel's, right? Or not Ross, Monica and Chandler's apartment. Yeah. Um. At that point, Ross's parents are coming over. Chandler, you know, they don't know that Chandler and Monica are dating. Um. um or you know, engage. You know, no dating. Excuse me. They're not engaged yet. They're, right. They don't know they're dating, even though they've been dating for over a year at this point. Um, because Monica's like, they don't like you, and Chandler doesn't know why, so he's trying to impress them. Yeah. Ross finally realizes, oh, wait, back in college, remember, we were young. <laughs> right, right. You know, I, I had, uh, you know, I, I got high, and then I blamed, blamed it on you. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so that's going on. Phoebe is having some naughty dreams about Mr. Geller. That's right. um, And Jacques Cousteau, apparently. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel is doing a dessert. Monica's not going to do any dessert. She's doing the trifle. And 
Joey and Ross discover, because the pages were set together, apparently Chandler's fault. We, that's a dirty joke that we won't get into. <laughs> right. Um, that she made half an English trifle and half a mince meat pie. Is it mince, mince yeah, meat yeah, pie or right. shepherd's yeah. pie? Mince she- meat pie. Okay, mince meat pie. Yeah. Shepherd's pie. Either one. Right. Whichever, you it know. It was a pie of some sort. Pie that had beef sauteed with peas and onions in <laughs> right, it. Right, right. And they're like, well, we don't want to, you know, make her feel bad. Yeah. You know, because, you know, she, she's already self-conscious about this, so, you know, we'll have, just have to eat it. Yeah. And then Joey and Ross really want to go to, um, to, um, to uh, Joey's roommate's, um, Little party with party. her with with her dancer friends. Right, you know, they're right. going to be dancing and drinking. And, yeah, you know they really want to go. And then that breakdown where everyone is just having like this realization, like Phoebe's like, "I love Jacques Cousteau." Rachel's like, "I was supposed to put beef in the trifle." Joey's like, "I want to go." Yeah, you know, Hurricane Gloria didn't knock down the porch swing. Monica did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, that was a lot of information in thirty seconds. And That's then, right. Ross's mom just like, okay, well, Joey, if you want to go, just go. Rachel, you weren't supposed to put, put beef in the trifle. It did not taste good. <laughs> uh, Phoebe, I'm sorry, but I think Jacques Cousteau's dead. <laughs> that breakdown to me is just one of the greatest things. And then Chandler ends up being the favorite son. Like, I'll work on him. Right, right. Um, the one with all the Thanksgivings yes. is another great one. Uh, just the flashbacks, especially with Phoebe. Always. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in other in other life, she's working the Civil like War or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. She's, uh, she's uh, her Thanksgiving is oh, right, right, yes, right, yes. right. Well, she was um, like she a was like a nurse or something, right, yeah. yeah. And then her arm gets blown off. That oh, was her yeah. worst Thanksgiving, yeah. Um, and then the one with the rumor, which is the one where Brad Pitt showed up mm-hmm. and um, they started a, a rumor about Rachel in high school where. They said she both had male and female reproductive parts. Right. And uh, they're like, you started that rumor? And it sounds like everyone at my school heard that rumor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, That was a great episode as well to me. Yeah. All right. We got two more categories, uh, and then we're going to get out of here. Top three overall episodes. All right. I've got um, the one where everyone finds out. Yes. That's my top one. Yes. Let's let's talk about that real quick, Um, because that's on my list as well. Yeah. Okay. So, at this point in the in the series, Monica and Chandler had been secretly dating for about half a season. So, about 12 episodes. They got together at the end of season four. This is episode 13 of season five. Yes, I just pulled that number out of my head. Don't, That's impressive. Don't ask. That's impressive. Okay? It's a gift and a curse. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Joey had already found out. He, fi- he put two and two together somehow. Yeah. Um, and I love the fact that just a quick sidebar. Yes. I love the fact that Joe was the first to find out. Oh yes, because it was clearly the biggest. He was the biggest one to struggle with that information. Mm-hmm. And so I loved how they played upon. I'm going to tell somebody. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then Rachel finds out by overhearing it on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, laundry is that my new nickname? Is that my new nickname? Yeah. Oh, you know what your nickname <laughs> is, Mister Big? Big. What? what? <laughs> yeah, I was calling him Mister Bigot. He tells the. Worst racist Worst. jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then Phoebe finds out, because they're looking at Ugly Naked Guy's apartment right. with Ross. Ross is going to go fill an application, and then Phoebe sees them across the street. Hey, you guys! Hey! <laughs> yeah. Oh, and my eyes! They my start eyes. taking their clothes off, and Rachel and Phoebe are like, oh, my eyes! Yes. <laughs> um, and then her table read of that at the reunion. Have you seen the reunion? Yes, yes. Her table read of that is still perfect. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Just yeah. fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um... So why is that your favorite episode? Sorry, just a well, I, mainly yeah. because just the fact that they were all trying to play 
against each other. They had kind of like a, a team. You know, mm-hmm. you had. Uh, they don't know that we know that we know that we right, know. Right, right. And, and Joey was just like, his head was about to explode by the end of that. And then having Phoebe trying to entice uh, Chandler with mm-hmm. her womanly wiles, yes. you know. And, and, would my greatest asset, my right, sexuality. Right, exactly, yeah. And then uh, when Joey was like, uh, mess with your bra, he yeah. can't He, he can't, can't work them. He doesn't whatever. understand them. <laughs> and then he popped it in and he was like, oh, that was you didn't even break a button. Or it's, it's not my first time. Not my first time. <laughs> but uh, but it was just, I, and I love that. And then when, you know, when, of course, Phoebe was like, I'm very bendy. Yes. And, and yes. then, you know, they were trying to touch each other and they were barely touching. Like barely. with a fingerprint, that was it, about it, you know. And, and so it was just, to me, I love that because of the back and forth was great. Absolutely. Um, and, of course, the end, like, okay, no more hiding. Everyone knows. And well, actually, Ross doesn't know. Ross doesn't and we'd appreciate it if no one told him yet. <laughs> but by the end of that episode, he knows. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, nice callback because he had some anger issues. He was on sabbatical. Right. And uh, he was talking about going back to the museum. And then he sees his brother, um, not his brother, his best friend and his sister. And he's like, no, what are you doing? Get off my sister. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. What else do you have? Um, the one with the prom... Uh, the prom video? Prom video, yes. Yeah. Because yeah, that was really sweet. That's the first time they actually got together, yeah. in a sense. Like right. they, they had had a moment where they were going to get together, yeah. and then they make that list. Yeah. Uh, that was also the Mocklet episode. Right. And um, and then that's the episode where Phoebe's like, no, y'all are, you're her lobster. Right, exactly. You know? um, you're going to end up, you know, you know, lobsters, when they have the, you know, the, the, the claws? claws? And, and yeah. then Ross trying to re-explain that oh, to yeah. Rachel. Is like, bombed and, it, yeah. and Phoebe's like, do the claws again. Do the claws again, yeah. <laughs> but then she sees how far his love was and how deep it was, even back then, that yeah. he was... You know, he was going to go get in, dressed up in a tux to make sure she didn't have any um, sadness on her prom night. That's right. And she had no idea that, you know, that it had happened. Right. It's a great episode. Oh, yeah. Um, do you have a third one on the list? Uh, third one would be the one with the proposal part two because ah. Monica and Chandler. Yes. Uh, and, and it, you know, it didn't, and it kind of, to me, it was a, you know, like a microcosm of life. It's like, no, you, no matter how much you plan and, and you try to get things coordinated, you you know things sometimes don't work out, but in the end, if mm-hmm. you kind of let the world go, yes. then it, it ends up working out for Absolutely. you. Absolutely, and uh, it was just such a sweet moment. A great send off for uh, Richard too. Yeah, um, yeah. a great send off for um, for him. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I also had the one with the embryos. Yeah, that's yeah. the um, the trivia episode basically where Ross uh, the guys were versus the girls. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, um, that was great. They were they ended up. Betting the the rooster and the duck um, or the birds versus the apartment, um, you learned so much information about everyone in that oh, episode. Yeah. Um, big fat goalie. Big fat goalie. <laughs> That's not even a word. What's a what, what is Chandler Bing's job? You're right. How many towel uh, categories of towels does Monica have? <laughs> yeah. Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. Um, fancy, fancy guess. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, good stuff. And then uh, a. Um, for me, this is like a my wild card. It's the one with the videotape. This is the one where um, they're trying to determine who came on to who whenever Ross and Rachel got together and Rachel ended up pregnant. Right. And Ross is like, I have it on videotape. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not a good look. Right, yeah. But Never. then the, the story about backpacking in Eastern Europe and how it tied into Joey's fake name that he you know uses um, that he just 
briefly mentions at the beginning of the episode, hi, I'm Ken Adams. Yeah. And my, uh, Phoebe, well, Regina Falange, she's used <laughs> yeah. that several times. Obviously. But yeah. we've never heard Joey use the name Ken Adams before. Right. And then in, Rachel's like, no, I heard it from a friend who heard it from some guy. And Joey's like, some guy. And she's like, no. <laughs> she said his name was Ken Adams. He's like, Ken, Ken Adams. Adams. <laughs> <laughs> I love that episode so much that back in the day when I used to play um, NCAA football, and I would create a player. Yeah. His name would be Ken Adams. Nice. nice. Like, he would always go like the organ or something like oh, yeah, Ken yeah. Adams, yeah. quarterback. <laughs> that was, that's a good name, too. Yeah, it's great, a great, player, great, yeah. great quarterback name. Oh, yeah. All right. Last question before we get out of here. Okay. If HBO Max were to do a, were to do a 10 episode revival series on the show Friends, what would what should the series be about? How would you set up this uh, this revival series? Um, what would you do? I would I, I would like to just see what just kind of pick up with what their lives are like now, uh, kind of a peek into what what's going on now with some flashbacks. Because honestly, some of their what if flashbacks mm-hmm. were were the greatest things. Oh, absolutely! Throughout the whole series, but I would yes. love to. Just kind of, and it, and it was kind of tie, put a nice little bow in it. For sure. You know. So here's what I would do. I would have the series be about Monica and Chandler's twins. Have maybe one other friend um, from the, you know, the siblings of the other friends, yeah. you know, be a part of the main cast. Have some other random characters, kind of the way Phoebe was not related to anybody. Chandler wasn't related. Joey wasn't related to anybody. Yeah. Um, and just have have that be the show. Be friends featuring you have two siblings, yeah. One, um, one person who's relate, you know, relates to the main cast. You know, that's how they're connected. Three randos, you yeah. know, rando kids, and then just have the friends, like the main cast, like Monica Chandler, have them guest star from kinda time to pop time. In. You yeah, know, kind of yeah. like Ross and Monica's mom and dad did, or Rachel's yeah. um, mom and dad did, and you know, so but have it be about the kids, yeah, with random guest star appearances from the original cast. That's a, that's a nice. I like that approach. Um, th- I feel like that would give it a more fresher look. It wouldn't be reviving the series necessarily, right? But it would take it up maybe a, upon a new. You know, a, a new spin, a new coat of paint on it necessarily. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. I can see um, that. So that's awesome. All right, final thoughts on the show, friends, Chad. Uh, to me, it was you know a great show, unreal uh, character chemistry. I uh, love the fact and, and writing as well. You know, it never really tried to be something it was not. Uh, it was a good slice of life at the for the time. They they never really delved into a lot of the politicalness or mm-hmm. any any other issues. Um, and the cast stayed together. Yes. Uh, my thing is, is they didn't have to bring in a lot of additional cast members to fill voids mm-hmm. or to complete a storyline or whatever, because a lot of shows kind of meet their downfall when right. they do that. Yes. And uh, so I, I just I'm always impressed with that show. For me, a, a true ensemble cast. You didn't have just one star. All six of oh, them yeah. were the star. Exactly. Um, like you said, it was a good reminder um, of how television and uh, should be an escape from life. Yeah. Um, where it doesn't delve into the you know the stuff that goes on outside of the the box that we're watching. It yeah. was just it was meant to be funny, and it was. Um, it was meant to evoke feeling and emotion, and it did. Um, it was a reflection of life in some in some scenarios: love, friendship, family. It was, um, and, and that, those are the things I take away from it. Uh, for me, it was a show that I discovered um, seriously when I was, you know, thirteen or fourteen years old. I'm thirty five now, and um, it's still one of my favorite shows. Yeah. I don't watch a lot of new television now. I think I'm watching Better Call Saul. 
in Survivor, and those are the only shows that I'm watching, like, as they air. Yeah. And a lot of my stuff is just, you know, old stuff, or, you know, I'll catch up on stuff after it airs or whatever. But Friends has always been a constant. It's always been there for me. It's always uh, showed me that just because... Life, you know, just the way the theme song goes out, you know, so to mom, you know, no one told you life was going to be this way. Yeah. Clap, 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 clap. I mean, right. exactly. Um, you still have, you, there, there is a way to live where you have a group of people who are not only just, um, just friends of yours, but they're truly family. They touch you in that way. And I just, uh, I love this show. Uh, I love the characters. I love what it represents. And, um, Whenever they had the revive or the um, the reunion last year, uh, it was just so good to see those people yeah. again. Yeah, and I don't think we'll ever see that again. Honestly, I really don't. Um, I know Matthew Perry's coming out with a book at some point this year, and it doesn't sound like it's going to be a pleasant one. Yeah. Um, with some of his experiences, and that makes me really sad. Yeah, and there's I'll probably end up reading it, but I really don't want to because I want to capture what this show min- means to me, and I want to keep that feeling. Right. Um, but overall. Probably my favorite show of all time. Oh yeah, so it's, it's certainly I up there with me as well, and and it's it's great to have been able to experience it and then revisit it uh, yes. whenever you um, have some time to kind of let it lie for a while because it, you get you appreciate it that much more. And that might be the, the secret to to really to continue to enjoy it is let it, you know, maybe in ten years go back and rewatch it again, yeah, and see how. Things look different to you. For me, it would be when I'm 45, um, you know, compared to how it was when I was now 35 or 10 years ago when I was 35 or when I was in high school and how my perception of the series changes upon each rewatch. Oh, yeah. Um, it does take a good ten years to, or ten years, ten months to watch everything. If you oh, yeah. if you're watching a couple episodes a night, casually, exactly, casually, yeah. and yeah. you're not going to do it every night. So, so yeah, Chad. Thank you so much for joining the show. Yeah, man, you, you, you've you've knocked it out of the park. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna go ahead and t- I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Um, and we're gonna actually have you on in two weeks um, for our finale of the '90s '90s finale, um, which is the '90s movie draft. Sweet. So, Colin um, Ashby will get to experience how awesome you are. Um, I'm very grateful that you were able to join us for this episode, um, and I can't wait for you to be on more episodes. I think you've. I think you're going to carve out a niche um, if you're interested uh, in future episodes and future seasons with us. Awesome. I, I look forward to it. I really appreciate the opportunity. Yes. And, uh, it was great working with you again. Uh, you know, we used to have our tournaments at, oh, man. Uh, all the time. It the, was great. Uh, the, yeah. the, but I, I still, you, I don't know if you remember this. And, um, and those of, uh, people who have listened to this podcast for uh, since we started may have probably already heard the story. I think it was one of the first stories I told on one of our early episodes. It was an episode on video games. Yeah. And I remember back in the day we were playing WCW NWO Revenge. <laughs> and me and your brother were up against it. He was Raven. Oh, yeah, yeah. You he know, had the, to be the, Raven. The Even Flow DDT. Yes. And I, I was not into wrestling as much as I am now at that time because I didn't have – uh, TNT or USA couldn't watch Raw or right. Nitro, um, and they didn't have SmackDown on UPN at the time. But I knew who Goldberg was, yeah. So I picked Goldberg. A, a solid and, pick, yeah. And I didn't have a Nintendo sixty four at the time, so the only time I ever got to play was at Andrew's house, yeah, uh, or your house, and you and Andrew. And he was killing me. Yeah. He hit me finisher after finisher. And I discovered that if you hit the joystick whenever you're pinned, he kicks out automatically. That was a glitch in the game that no one knew about. And I just happened to. <laughs> 
you know, discover it while I was playing. Like, I was just hitting buttons trying to get out, and I'd kick out every time I hit the joystick. So I made sure to hide it. He hit me with 20 finishers, <laughs> 20 even flow DDTs. And I finally made the comeback and beat him after two spears and a jackhammer. Nice. And Andrew was so mad, like, how? How? Yeah, yeah. Like, we, we kept counting at 20. We don't know how many it actually was. Really we started were, keep, yeah. Yeah, we, we finally started keeping count. We got the 20 after we started keeping count. Yeah. And I finally had to come clean. I was like, well, Here's what happened. We had to have a house rule. No, no touching the joystick when you're pinned. Right, yeah. You got to leave it alone. Yeah. But between those wrestling games, GoldenEye, Mario Kart, oh, 1080 yeah. snowboarding, all yes. these, some of the greatest times of my childhood yeah, yeah. Um, um, were, were revolved around you, Andrew, and Dewan. That's awesome. Um, I appreciate it. And that, I still, yeah. I look so f- back so fondly on those times. So when the, it, whenever you said, like, when you sent me that message, like, man, this is going to be great. I hadn't seen Chad in years. Yeah. And just the idea of the, the to be able to relive um, some of those memories, um, the cinnamon buns, the, the cinnamon, D, the, the, the Doritos, bacon, the Doritos, the bacon. Yeah, when we got Doritos, when we were preparing for these times, we all got together. We had to get a bag of Doritos separate. For the part, the party size. Yeah, right, I mean, yeah. Eric had his own bag of Doritos, and then everybody else them. had the other stuff. Yeah, it was, but it was so it was great. Uh, we we I honestly enjoyed it so much, and and was able to kind of live vicariously through y'all because there you know it was 13 years difference yeah. between Andrew and I and so I was kind of filling that parental role mm-hmm. at that point too you know and but it was still great to be able to relate to you guys and and just have such a great time cuz we all really did get along well together and it, it was, have so much fun I still have I mean I finally got into Nintendo 64. I still have it. I yeah. still have those games. Yeah. I still play those games whenever I get bored. I'll go pull it out and, and play it. I in, mean, in my opinion, those were the best games. Th- and those probably were. even to this day. To this day. They, they will never top. I know. I have a Switch now, and yeah. they're fun. And I love going back and playing the Switch online stuff. Yeah. But nothing will ever top a Friday night, Saturday morning, Royal Rumble, Battle Royal, oh, ladder yeah. match, whatever. Create a character. You had your own character, right. Big Daddy Chad. Yeah, Big Daddy um, Chad. That's, that's how right. I responded to you when you. That's right. That's uh, we right. had the Big E. I yeah, mean, we, exactly. we had all, all these characters that we created of, of ourselves. Oh, yeah. And uh, nothing will ever top that. So oh, yeah. it's been fun just reliving that. Oh, so. yeah. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for today's episode. Um, again, make sure you catch us uh, on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever it is you get your podcast. Um, Chad, do you, can they find you on social media anywhere? Do you want to share that, or do you just? Uh... Yeah, I'm I'm on Instagram, Chad E Bear, uh, Facebook under my normal name, Chad Casey. Uh, any anywhere, um, just look me up if you need anything built or anything like that. Love to help with that too. So fantastic! Uh, as always, I'm at Ericomac15 on Instagram and Twitter. Um, big thank you to Ricky Lyles for his contribution to our podcast and to Kyle and Ashby for allowing us to do this in Ashby's house. This We're at Ashby's house doing this, and her and Kyle are just waiting outside for us to finish. True <laughs> friendship right there. Um, thank you all for joining us today. Stay as cool as the other side of the pillow. Join us next week for the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie that came out in 1995, and then catch Chad in two weeks with our finale, the 90s movie draft. We'll see you next time on the What the What podcast. Bye. See ya.